morning. Today, I am going to talk about our relationship with others as a Buddha offering. In Buddhist tradition, people place offerings such as incense, flowers, and food at the statue of Buddha on the altar. With these offerings, they pray for needs, wants, and hopes to be fulfilled and to pay their respects to the Buddha. If you go to a Korean temple, you can often find this sort of offering at the base of Buddha statue. Offering is a very important practice. Offering can create a best amount of merit and good fortune. It can strengthen our minds and help us become resolute. Therefore, this is regarded as one of the most important practices in Buddhism. Anyone, even a new practitioner, can perform this practice of offering with a just pure mind and heart. We do not have Buddha statue in one Buddhist temples, however. We do not set up beautiful offerings in the altar either. There is only an image of one circle. Why is this? Let me tell you a story. A few days ago, there was a tragic incident at the Nap Nejang Temple, one of the oldest temples in Korea. A fire started in the main hall of the temple where the statue of the Sakamuni Buddha is enshrined. Police apprehended the arsonist at the scene, a 53-year-old monk living and working at the temple. According to police, the monk set fire to flammable material while under the influence of alcohol after recent feud with members of the temple that day. The monk had committed the arson in anger over the with this fire, the entire hall was completely burned down and had incurred 
$2 million worth of property damage. This temple is famous for having the most beautiful autumn leaves in all of Korea. Millions of people visit this temple each year to enjoy its beautiful scenery and to stop by the main hall to bow and to make an offering to the statue of Sakamani Buddha. After the fire, the members and monks of the temple had blamed the monk who set this fire and offered vows of repentance to the Buddha statue for the loss of main hall. When I heard this news, it became clear to me why we do not enshrine a Buddha statue here in one Buddhism. Sotesan, the founding master of one Buddhism, said, Why do we enshrine it one song instead of enshrining a statue of Buddha in our meditation halls? This is because Il Wan Sang represents all beings, which are the transformation bodies of the Dharmakaya Buddha. We can easily teach the evidence that all beings bestow transgressions and merits on us. Who do we respect? Who directly affect our lives. It is not the Buddha statue worshipped at main hall, but the very monk who started the fire who is to be respected. This is because the monk not only caused $2 million worth of damages to the main hall, but also deeply hurt the hearts of all monks, believers, and visitors of Nejang Temple. It is the monk who had the power to bestow this transgression on them. If they had gotten along well, with the monk, the incident would not have occurred. If they had respected him as much as they respected the Buddha statue, the fire would not have happened. This fire did not happen by accident. It was caused by a poor relationship with the people living in the temple. Life is series of relationships. As a human being, we cannot escape from being 
related with other people. You are related to your wife, to your husband, to your children, etc. So, relationship is the basis of human existence. There is not one existence on earth that is not in relation with one being or another. Therefore, relationships are the most important thing in life. There is one principle that is applied in all relationships. It is the law of cause and effect. There is no realm of existence in which these realities do not exist. So we must understand relationships are related by this law. Sotesan said, when we act with our six sense organs, our each and every action will produce a cause and effect. Therefore, we must clearly perceive the ultimate truth that what we receive is that which we have created and that all things are created by the functions of mind. We have to understand the source where the transgression and marriage come from. We cannot actually be separated from all beings that come into our lives because the reality of what we experience is created by us. We are connected to each other by the law of cause and effect. All beings are living Buddha that have the power to let us know the principle of what we reap what we saw. The relationship between myself as a human being and all other beings is this. What goes around comes around. What you give, you get back. We are like farmers and all beings are like fields. Offering to all beings is like a farmer sowing seeds in a field. The practice of Buddha offering is the utmost dedication. And the marriage of this practice is rewarded by our relationship with others. We can take all relationship as our field of marriage, where we can sow its seeds. We are happiest when we have a good 
relationship with all beings. One day, I had a conversation with a minister who had seen Sote-san in person, and I asked her about how to practice offering to people. She shared her experience of the offering learned from Sote-san. When she was 10 years old, she met Master Sote-san and told him that she hated one of her friends. He told her that if she got along with her friend and did not hate her, he would give a piece of candy. She made a promise with the master to do so because she wanted candy. Since then, in order to keep the promise with him, she tried to get along with her friend and not harbor negative emotions toward her. When she told the master, she had kept her promise to him. He praised her and gave her a piece of candy. He then asked her to make another promise. If she did not hate anyone for a lifetime, she would earn a vast amount of merit, which would be much more than candy. And she would eventually become a Buddha. She was too young to fully understand, but she agreed to this and made another promise to the Master. Master Sotesan passed away a few days later. Upon hearing the news of his passing, she vowed to keep the promise she had made throughout her life. It was not easy to keep her promise. Sometimes it was difficult to not have hate for others. From time to time, when she hated someone, she reminded herself of her teacher's words. Whenever she found any negative thought or emotion, she tried to let it go and get along with the person. She finally realized that in this practice of living without hatred or resentment of others, she was offering the greatest gift to the living Buddha. She realized hatred toward anyone in this world is not worthy. She learned that each one of us create our relationships. 
she was grateful for Sotesan's teaching and never forgot it. I was deeply impressed by her story and looked at my own relationships with others. And if I had always been kind and tolerant. We practice meditation because it gives us peace of mind. But let us think about our relationship with others. What is your present relationship with others? Think about a relationship with a particular person in your life. What is it like? What is your relationship with your husband, with your wife, with your children? Our practice should start from there, at home or our workplace, with our everyday relationships. We can understand ourselves better through the relationship we have with others. We can also see the merits of our practice through the relationships we have with others. I listened to a lecture from one of the one Buddhist members who had worked in Samsung for over three years. Ten of those years, he served as an executive, which was considered an exceptionally long period of time. One day, the HR team leader told him that he served as an executive for so long because there were not any executives in the company who said bad things about him. He got along well with the people he worked with. In the lecture, he said he had realized that it was more important not make any one enemy than to make nine friends. He had practiced having a harmonious relationship with people at the company for 30 years. He always tried to keep this verse in his mind. The mind of mutual harm is the source for inviting misfortune. The mind of mutual life-giving is the source for inviting blessings. Before I close my Dharma talk, I will share this story in the scripture. One day, a group curious about one Buddhism came to pay a visit. They asked, where is your esteemed religion's 
Buddha enshrined. Mr. Sotesan said, Our Buddha has just gone out. So if you would like to see him, please wait a moment. Not understanding what he meant, the group was puzzled. A little later, at lunchtime, a group of workers returned from the fields carrying their farm tools. The founding master pointed to them and said, They all are the Buddhas of our house. They all are the Buddhas of our house. Thank you.